Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your tracks stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Hope you like you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com.
Welcome back. Another brand new edition of Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. Today, our special guest is jazz artist Lloyde. Lloyde, welcome back to Turn It Up. Thank you for having me. And say hello to our co-host, The Leo. Hi, The Leo. How you doing? What's up, Lloyde? I'm doing good, girl. Good to have you back. I'm glad to be back. Can't All wait right. to hear the new things. Yeah, and you know, Lloyd A is just coming off uh, her little gig that she had at um, Blues Alley, where, you know, the premier artists in uh, the nation come to Blues Alley. So, you know, she's she's really up there in the stratosphere right now, about to make her big break. Tell us a little bit about your um, show and how was the turnout? Oh, it was actually pretty awesome. You know what? I've been doing this for about 10 years, and every once in a while there's a show that really stands out. This last gig, I think, had to be probably one of the best performances all around that my band and I have put out, and um, it was just it was just awesome. The first the first set was standing room only, and wow. the vibe that we were getting from the crowd just it was just it was a great night, just a great night overall. Oh, that's awesome! And and tell us, I mean, how does one get to the point where they're um you know they can get billing at the the Blues Alley because again um you were right there after um Angela Stribling and and right before Najee I believe or right after Najee I think it was like right you're right right before right after literally a few days apart yeah um they Blues Alley has some pretty high standards and they've got a reputation <laughs> to <laughs> uphold so I um. It was a, a lot of persistence, and plus, maybe they just needed to fill a night. That was the first time, because this was my second time there. So the first time, I think that was just management knocking on the door and mm-hmm. them saying, okay, well, you know, take a night and we'll see. But um, second time around, because the first time was two years ago, we did really good the first show. So the second time around, when management wanted to get me back in, they were like, sure, come right back. So um, I just consider it a blessing because I'm definitely not on Najee's level or <laughs> stribbling. I mean, you know, folks are still saying, who's Lloyd up? But I'm just thankful that they let me in. Well, you know, you, you got to get your big break at some point. And, you know, the audience didn't know the difference. You know, when when you come into Blues Alley, one of the things I really like about that venue is it's so up close and personal. I mean, people yeah. really feel like, they are in your midst and sharing this um, performance with you because of the um, the size of the room and how cozy that place is. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that um, ambiance and how it affects you as an artist as well. Sure. The seating capacity is like 150 people if you include folks standing at the bar. So actually, I shouldn't say the seating capacity. The Just the room's capacity is 150. And if you could imagine... Um, it's the size of a decent uh, restaurant. It's not an, a concert hall. It's a supper club for all intents and purposes. So you're you're there with the candles, the lights are dimmed, and the musicians are in your face. And I think that's part of the ambiance and the quality vibe that musicians love and seek after because I think sometimes you can kind of get lost in big stadiums or in big arenas, especially with this kind of music. 
You know, it's not let's all wave our hands in the air and jump up and down. It's more like let's listen. You know, what's the bass player doing? What's that lick that the the guitar just did? Like, you want it to be quiet and intimate where you can feel it. And blues, you can't beat that vibe. And Blues Alley does a wonderful mm-hmm. job of delivering that. Right, right. And you know, and jazz is just that kind of music. It's not. It, it, you almost feel like you're participating because you are involved in this experience. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's almost always never the same each time. So you know, there's something exactly. different that you got to witness, and um, it, it's just a phenomenal experience. And I really got to appreciate that room. And um, I I definitely plan to make it out there more often. I had planned on making it out to your show, and um, and I won't miss another one. I promise. No, you can't miss another <laughs> one. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. We'll hope to duplicate what we did at Blues Alley at the next show. Wow. So, and, and, you know, it's amazing to me that um, here's someone, this is what you do, but you, you still have a nine to five. So how do you manage that? And tell us a little bit about what you do in your um, <laughs> your private life, so to speak. <laughs> um, by day, I'm an immigration attorney and um, I'm a solo practitioner. So that pretty much means that I'm running my own little show. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, that actually works to my advantage because I don't have to answer to a boss. So if I've got to schedule myself around a performance that's going to take a lot of rehearsals and or travel, I can schedule my caseload around that and or refer cases to co- close colleagues that can handle things if I have to step away from the case briefly. So, um, and both are my passions. I love what I do with my nine to five, and I love the music. So, wow. yeah. and they're both involved with making people happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I like the way you're connecting the dots. A lot of people yeah. are like, "What lawyer music? What?" I'm like, "No, keep <laughs> done." That's right. That's right. And. Um, you know, and I always talk about too, and I always like to throw this in there. Of course, you're an attorney and an immigration lawyer, and you have to be good with people as well to be able to to work with that kind of situation. And of course, you're a very intelligent young lady as well. And I think that all jazz musicians are. Um, I think they're some of the most talented and intelligent musicians um, in the industry. So, and um, tell us a little bit about your band before we um, start off with a, a sample of your music. Sure. Um, I have been really blessed to work with some of DC's premier artists and musicians. Um, Like, they're all excellent in their own right. They're not, you know, their nine to five is not backing Lloyd up. They all have their (laughs) own personal (laughs) music careers. Um, I've got Mongizi and Taka. He is on guitar. He actually used to be the... um, original bass player, excuse me, the original guitarist for Lucky Dube, which is, um, uh, who has since passed away, but he's one of the great artists to come out of South Africa in the 80s. And um, Mongizi now lives in D.C., and I'm just blessed to have him as part of my band. He also co-wrote most of the music that you hear me perform and the originals on the CD. And then I've got uh, Janelle Gill. She's the other lady in the crew. She's on piano, um, mm-hmm. and she brings a light, beautiful air to the men and their heavy bass and their riffs. <laughs> so it's great to have her there to counterbalance. And then 
Mark Prince on drums, and um, I alternate between two basses depending on availability. Taurus Mateen, he's the bass that's on the CD. He um, was on, he was performing for Patty Austin, so he had to miss my Blues Alley gig, and I could not get mad at him for that. <laughs> mm. um, and then Chris Fun, uh, he's another bassist that uh, was with me at Blues Alley, and I've been playing with Chris for years now. So between Chris Fun and Taurus Mateen on bass. And that's my band. I, I got a quartet behind me. Okay, <laughs> great, great. So well, what will be um... – I've got um, Don't Forget, Chova, Chova, and Falling. What would be the best one to to, to start off with featuring the band? Um, how about uh, Fallen? You, it, it's a long one. I mm -hmm. don't know if you want to start out with that one. Oh, but... yeah, that would be great. Okay. It, it kind of yeah. helps us. That's an original, and then we got, you'll hear Janelle just really honing it in on the keys on that one. Wow. It's a fun huh? song. <laughs> All right, well, here it is. Fallen, Lloyd A. How many fast lovers in the house? There we go, there we go. Fast lover in the back, okay. This song is for you.
Wow, what a great start yeah. to the show. <laughs> yes, sir. That song oh, just had man. me on a hammock sipping pina coladas with a flower shirt on. <laughs> a flower shirt. Not yeah, flamingo, you know, the flowers. flowers shirts with all the flowers all over it and stuff. You know, when you're vacating, doing your thing. Like, that's just how that, that's how the mood had me on that one. So, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I, 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 I days off when I listen to music. I'm yeah. going to go get into it. That's the Leo. He will leave us. That was to the island. That took me to the island right there. That was nice. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. glad you took you somewhere happy. As long as it was somewhere happy. <laughs> like, that place was really the man. And, you know, that, that song itself, too, the beat, and it has sort of a um, a bouncy kind of rhythm to it, and it's very, you know, very happy, and, you know, and, you know, it's just, it sounds like you guys are just up there having a lot of fun, just oh, yeah. enjoying the music as you perform as well. So, you know. And, and, and that's what I like too. And I'm telling you, I really had it on my calendar to see you, Lloyd A. And um, some things came up, and I, and I missed it. But I, I, I reminded myself about it. But it was the day after the fact. And I oh, actually no. had Don, and I said, <laughs> "You need to check on that." <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, so how often? How often do you uh, get to rehearse uh, with, with the band and everybody? Because you guys uh, well, have we used- incredible uh, chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, we usually rehearse around shows, so we don't necessarily keep the rehearsals going if there's not a, a show coming up. Okay. And so, um, and then the weeks leading up to the show, we'll rehearse, we'll discuss the music, talk about the charts, et cetera, et cetera. And um, some of the songs we've been doing a while, so we just perfect it as as time goes by, too. So. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's another thing I hadn't really thought about is how, you know, and where do you find the time to market yourself and to rehearse and to, um, you know, handle the business side of your, your gigs and all of that as well? Do you have a manager? I do now. I I haven't always. There was a time where I did it all. And um, that works when you're doing, like, local gigs. But if you're trying to break out of the local scene and, be heard, you know, on a national level, um, that requires some muscle and some, you know, some people who know people. So I've had right. to recently uh, put down the the boss cap and let somebody else handle it because it was just beyond, it was uh, kind of above and beyond what I could do as far as even forget efforts, just you know, I don't I don't know enough people to actually have doors open on their own for me. So. Now, is your manager also handling not only your booking gigs, but um, your promotions and everything else as well for you? So it's actually a little team manager as well as someone handling PR. Right. So um, the two of them work with each other and with me to push things. And that's actually something new. So we're hopefully going to see the fruits of our labors sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, well, now's the time, you know? Sometimes yeah. you have to look at your career, and when it moves forward, you have to yep. make sure that everything else moves along with it. And yep. um, that, that's an important key to success, I think, because um, yeah. sometimes people are putting way too much in it and not focusing on their talent in the beginning. And right. um, they waste a lot of money and a lot of efforts in trying to put too many things in place at the same time. But I, I think your timing is is, is just right. 
and um we you know we wish you a lot of success with that and um now you did your first album um live at the Bohemian Caverns um right. how, how long ago was that and and tell us a little bit about that venue as well Sure that was in 2009 so um so yeah roughly 2 years ago it was in in June of 2009 and uh it actually happened um during the week of the DC Jazz Festival Mm. And um, it was a CD on a budget, you know, to get people in a studio, pay for their time, pay for the studio's time, and then mixing and engineering. That That's a nice chunk of change that I just simply didn't have. So um, another uh, musician friend of mine was like, you know what, the best way to do a quality CD with quality musicians is on a gig. And um, just make sure you have somebody that does a good job of mixing on site and uh, can then also take, you know, the rough product back to the studio and get everything equalized. But uh, that way the money from the gig pays the the band and you don't have to pay for studio time. And um, it, it worked perfectly. It wow. worked perfectly. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds like a really good business plan. I mean, that's a, it's a nugget of wisdom that could really help a lot of folks, even if they're not jazz artists, to think about that. Right. Because when you're doing venues at, at clubs that always feature musicians and bands, there's always mm-hmm. someone there that really knows what they're doing. And if you can yep. bring them into the fold and get them to help you with um, recording that gig, um, that could be um, probably um, the best recording you could possibly get on your own without Definitely. having to go into a studio. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's great. Yeah. There's there's stuff that you have to keep in mind, like, you know, if the owner of the club will allow you to use the name, you know, mm-hmm. live at Bohemian Caverns, that's, a, you know, an entity of itself. So luckily, Omar Brown, who's the owner of Bohemian, is one of those owners that's really into the music. Right. He, he doesn't just look at his venue as a way to make money. He looks at it as, this is a place where I want to bring musicians and put them out there and have the people come in and listen and feel. So I was blessed to cross paths with him and for him to be like, yeah, sure. Put out a CD with their name on it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's great. Right. And I'm sure he wouldn't just let anyone put out a CD with his name or the name of his company. So that says a lot about what he thought of you and, and your performances there as well. Um, Next up, we're going to go with, um, is, am I saying this right, Chova? Chova? Chova, Shuva. Chova, Shuva. Okay. Shuva. Yep. I knew I was yeah. going to mess it up, but yeah. <laughs> Tell us what now that means it. and what that's about. This Shuva, is one of Shuva my favorite means... tracks. Yay. Yeah, that's uh, the first track. It means rain, fall, rain. It's in Portuguese. Hmm. And um, it's it's... Basically, the singer is saying um, or asking that the rain not fall and and uh, flood or drown out his love. Um, it's a little corny, but it's sweet. And because <laughs> <laughs> it's not in English, it sounds even more mystical and yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This will make you happy. Yay. <laughs> Chove, 
yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> know, you, my favorite one. Yeah, you don't have to know what the words are. It's just this old attitude. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's a vibe, man. It's a yeah. Vibe. And you know, I just imagined um Lloyd you 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 dancing around and spinning singing this song and just, you know, everybody's happy and you know. <laughs> if it's like three three or four minutes before you go on this stage, what's going through your head? What what is what what is uh what are you doing a couple minutes right before you go on? How do you get well, ready? I, part of getting my mind right is making sure that we're starting with a song that everybody, as in the band, is really comfortable and is lively. Mm-hmm. That's the way I calm my nerves. Like, we're we're going in there with a song we all know, and it's a feel-good song. So we're going to go in, jump in, and have some fun with this. Um, sure. I also tune out before a show. I don't like to like be in the mix. I like to have some quiet time. Okay. I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I get uh, nervous. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have corner, like a routine. Find that corner with that silence. Pretty much. I, I don't yeah. have like some sort of special routine or anything. I just quiet you don't need and a if bunch I can't. <laughs> no, no blue no, roses, blue skittles. No, no. <laughs> so I'm not a diva. Oh man, that's funny. Um, you know, we just had Halloween. I got to throw this in there because you guys mentioned the Skittles, right? Someone in my office put a bag of candy out that had dark chocolate M and M's and Skittles mixed, and you could not make out the difference. And that's the funkiest taste I've ever had. I just thought I throw that out there. It was, and you and, and you would sit there and pick them out, and you still end up. With one or two, and it would just throw you off. It was crazy. No. That was a trick. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm I sorry. They, I just got, had, they, they it, got October and April mixed up. That's, that's <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Lloyd, the next track I think we want to play is um, Concrete Jungle. And um, okay. that, that that's a pretty happening track as well. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. This almost that sounds was- like the soundtrack to... A, a, a play or a theater or something like that. It sounds like there's something uh, going on here. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is, that's a Bob Marley song. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, yeah, we just took it and did our own thing with it. Well, actually, there's a Brazilian vocalist. Her name is Sel, and she does an arrangement um, similar to what I did, or I should say I did an arrangement similar to what she did because she came out with her, her arrangement a few years, about a year before... Um, I took it and did our thing with it, too. But I've always loved the song. It's always haunted me, even when I was a teenager listening to Bob Marley, just the words about, you know, living deep in the inner city and just trying to make it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we just did our own thing with it. But I I think the, the power that you feel in that song is totally like Bob Marley. Our, our version of Bob Marley, but that's that those are Bob Marley's words. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, Well, here it is, Concrete Jungle.
Wow. <laughs> I, I, I love this arrangement. Yeah, it, it's, it, I love it too. Yeah, and, and this guitar player, man, is amazing. Oh, he's, he's, like I said, I'm just thankful that uh, he lets me sing with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the next track that we, we have coming up is um, is Don't Forget. And um, before we get into that, I want you to tell us a little bit about your background and your heritage and um, your travels as well and your upbringing. Um, and, um, and we'll get into that track after that. So um, you've had the opportunity to travel around the world just when you were coming up with your parents. And and uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from and um, all of that. Sure. I, I was actually born in France, but my parents are African. My mom is from Mozambique, which is East Africa, and my dad's from Guinea-Bissau, which is West Africa. But uh, both countries were our, our former Portuguese colonies. So um, we speak Portuguese, and um, I, I guess you could say that's how my parents met through good old colonization. Because um, they are, if you look on a map, the countries are so far apart from each other. But mm-hmm. my dad ended up in my mom's country, and that's how they met. And then they went to um, to France for school, and that's where they had me. And then we moved to the States, but in our early years, we did a lot of traveling um, throughout Europe. Uh, I should say in my early years, we did a lot of traveling throughout Europe. So between the heritage of where my parents are from and where we visited and the languages that were spoken at home, at any given moment, you know, it would be a little mini UN in our house because there'd be folks <laughs> from everywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But we ultimately landed in California, and um, that's where I was raised. So uh, I call myself an Afro Cali chick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only you could make that one up. Afro Cali chick. I know. Chick. I know. <laughs> Just making it up. Making it up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. tell us the significance about this song, Don't Forget, and how that relates to um, family. Sure. I wrote that song um, shortly after my dad passed away. My dad passed away in 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, the song came out of, well, my dad's first name was Fernando, and our last name is spelled like Jorge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Growing up in California, where most of the uh, Spanish speakers are Mexican, um, I bring all that up to say, you know, depending on where we would be, whether it's at a doctor's office or um, an appointment to get your car fixed, they'd read my dad's name out, thinking a Mexican man would show up. (laughs) And and the little short African guy that shows up, like, yes, I'm Fernando Jorge. So, you know, and then it's like, what? Okay, so where are you from? And then it comes out that you're African and you've got a name that looks Latino. And it's just the question would always be like, where are you from? Like, what what's going on here? Why why is that your name? And so, and then how much more complicated for me, um, you know, growing up here and not growing up back in Africa with the rest of my family. 
there'd be a disconnect about where I was from. And so one of the things my dad would always instill in me was don't forget where you're from and where you're from is family. And, you know, even if family's far removed from quote-unquote home, you know, at least when you go home to your place of residence, you can use that as your roots. So, you know, a lot of us, depending on whether you're displaced because of traveling or if you're displaced because of slave trade or colonization, you know, sometimes the question will be like, you know, what do I call home? And so this song was just, home is family, and just don't forget that. So wow. That's what I couldn't, I couldn't think of a better intro for this song. Awesome. So here it is, Don't Forget, Lloyd A. This is in memory of my dad and just the wisdom that he would impart on me um, called Don't Forget. I'll let the words speak for themselves. Um, we sing it in English and in Portuguese. Thank you. 
Janelle Keys on the band, Janelle Gill on the keys. <laughs> Taurus Mateen on the Spanish bass. Mark Prince. Wow, I had to cut that off because we are actually going to be closing the show soon. We've only got six minutes left in the show, but Lloyd, you wrote that oh, yourself, yeah. I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so just real quick, how do you when you when you write something like that? Do you just hum it to yourself and you figure out the music and ask someone to play it? Because the 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 parts and the band and, and some of those transitions and the breakdown, it was just like wow, it it was just amazing. I, you know, like you were saying earlier, every every performance is different. So a lot of what you're hearing is the musicians taking the basic chart and uh, improvising around that. So wow. I don't want to sit there and say, oh, yes, I was a maestro, and I put that all together. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. the, the basic charts, I actually co-wrote that and with a local musician, his name is Clifton Brockington, mm-hmm. and um, that one we just felt as we went along. There was no, wow. uh, yeah, we, you know, it's kind of like we're sitting there. Okay, we've got to come up with a tune, um, and he pays, plays a few chords, and then I do a melody, and after a few hit and misses, we record it, just me humming, and then I take that home and put together the lyrics based on mm. based on the vibe that we came together. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, our show is running a little long and I've already decided we'll just go over a few minutes, but Lloyd, yeah. I want to thank you again. We're, we're going to close the show later on, but I want to just thank you for coming on board, but we're going to just transition for a minute because the Leo has a new track and um, you're sort of going in a different direction and um, I just wanted you to go ahead and explain to our listeners about this new track and this new direction that you're heading in your music. Sure. What, what, what track? What track is that? Uh, oh, um, change the world. Change the world. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, like I said before, I'm working on my my first uh, gospel album. Um, it's called Diary of a Gentile. Um, right now I'm about seven or eight songs in. Um, probably do about four more and I'll be done with it. But um, this one here, Change the World. It's uh, kind of like a revamp of an older song that, that I've recorded. Um, because I have so many R&B songs. What I find myself doing is going back in. Sometimes I'll come up with new songs, and then I'll, sometimes I'll revamp older songs. So that's what basically what this one is. And it's a revamp of an older song that I did, but I, I kind of changed the lyrics and wanted to talk about changing the world. So. Oh, okay. Well, here it's, it is. First time. To, to all the artists. This is, it's basically a song for all the artists and, and people that are in a position to influence. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right, right. Here it yeah. is. The Leo, Change the World. Every time you're seen Ooh, we're in trouble, we're in trouble 